Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. Well, I'll go first today. I did the La Isla de la Munecas, or AKA Island of the Dolls. You guys, you know, this probably, it's probably, it's a well kind of known story. No, no, no. really? No. Oh, really? Oh, cool. South of Mexico City in the canals of a town called Xochomilco is a small island called, and I'm going to try it again in, in Spanish, La Isla de las Munecas or AKA Island of the Dolls. It started with a guy named Don Julian Santana Barrera, and he was um, just a guy in Mexico. He left his wife and child, and he moved to the island sometime in the late 1940s or early 1950s. It is said that after he moved to the island, he found the body of a little girl floating in the canals next to his home. He also found a doll floating in the canal that he believed belonged to the little girl. He took the doll and he strung it up into a tree as a sign of respect to the little girl. However, he did start to feel as if the little girl's spirit was haunting him. And in order to appease her, he started to string up more and more dolls. He started to grow his own food on the island and eventually he traded the food to other merchants in exchange for more dolls. (laughs) (laughs) So he continued to hang more and more dolls in the trees to appease this dead girl and he claimed he could hear her whispering to him at night. However, as he stood up more dolls, he believed the dolls themselves were haunted and possessed by the spirit of the young girl. Barrera's dolls came in all sorts of different conditions. Uh, Some were nice and like new, but others had missing heads, eyes, and limbs. Body parts were sewn back together in strange ways. They had torn clothes, and some were covered in dirt and mud. And a lot of the dolls that were in actually good condition when he first hung them up, they they would decay over time as they were braving the elements outside. So even if he did get nice new dolls and you put them in the trees, eventually Mother Nature would take over those dolls as well. So Barrera continued to collect and hang these creepy-looking dolls for 50 years until eventually there was more than 1,500 dolls covering his island. The dolls themselves started to take on a much more sinister reputation. People claimed to see the dolls' eyes open, their heads move, and they could hear them whispering to each other. Then in 2001... Barrera and his nephew were out fishing in the canals when his nephew decided to leave his uncle for about an hour. When he returned, his uncle was face down in the canal, having had a heart attack (gasps) and passed out in the water. No way. Yeah, so it would have seemed like a normal passing, except for the fact that where he died is the exact same spot in which he claimed to have found the body of the dead girl. Oh, God. I've got chills right now. That's so scary. (laughs) So the, the canals themselves are said to have a very dark history. They are believed to be haunted by the ghosts of dead Mexican soldiers who perished during the Mexican Revolution and whose bodies were dumped into the canals. It is also believed that the canals were infested with evil snake-like spirits that looked like mermaids. Many believe it was these mermaid spirits that haunted Barrera and lured him to his death, as Barrera had claimed he could hear the water spirits talking to him. 
And psychics believe that the evil mermaids were also responsible for the death of the little girl that Barrera had found in the first place. So that's some of the backstory around this island and these canals. Um, another legend tells of a crying woman that haunts the area. In 1521, a young Mexican girl gave birth to twin boys. Their father was the Spanish conquistador named Cortez. A year later, Cortez was seduced by another woman, and he left the mother of his boys for her. When the young mother prayed for guidance, she received a message that if Cortez took one of her children away, his destiny would be to grow up and destroy the Mexican people. Upon receiving this revelation, she took a knife and killed her children in order to protect the people of Mexico. It is said that she still haunts the waterways, crying and looking for her dead kids. So Barrera had said he could hear the wailing screams of a woman and footsteps on the island at times. Yeah. Currently, yeah, currently the island is a major tourist attraction with visitors bringing their own dolls to add to the island. Uh, Barrera's family has continued to perpetuate the haunting stories by saying the ghost of the young girl still walks the island. Therefore, the dolls must stay up. So those dolls are still there. Oh, yes. And if you go online and you just Google search Island of the Dolls, you'll see all the creepy photos. <laughs> and it's like a lot of people, when they go to Mexico City, they will take a boat and they'll go down and they'll go to the island. Um, apparently, um, like his, I think the little shack he lived in is still there. And you can go in and see like the first doll that he had and then his favorite doll. Like there's, it's set up for them to make some money, which is why, you know, hmm. I kind of feel like this story, a lot of it's probably um, um, a little bit made up and, and exaggerated to bring in the tourists. I mm -hmm. think this guy probably just had a mental illness. But if you think about it, if you have a mental illness like that and you're alone on an island and you think that you need all these dolls around you. <laughs> yeah, you probably are lonely and you want visitors, right? Apparently. And if you think you can hear them whispering to you at night, like, oh. I mean, that would be the mental terror of that would be enough to me to be like, okay. Yeah. Just that alone. You don't need like the, the ghosts of Mexican soldiers or evil mermaid snake like entities or any of the other stuff. It's no. just kind of fun and interesting about the area. Right. But just that guy's mental state and the way he dealt with it on that island, I think is just chilling. I mean, just dolls in and of themselves are so scary. Yes. They're so freaky. Yes. Ugh. Oh, we got to go there. So, uh, that is I an know, island I, I want to see. <laughs> on Halloween. No, no. On Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Yes. That would be cool. So anyway, that is the Island of the Dolls. Let's do this, Carol. I'm so excited. All right, Holly. Let's see. Let me get it pulled up here. I'm also very excited. Because <laughs> Josh, Josh doesn't know what it is, but I'll give you a hint. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the scariest of them all? It's about haunted mirrors. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so good. So what sparked my interest in this, um, mirrors are have always been freaky to me. But yes. I thought it was odd that three separate news outlets reported on a story I saw about someone selling a haunted mirror on eBay. And uh, I just thought that was strange because it was like, why is this such huge news? 
But after reading the story, you'll see why it's pretty bizarre. According to the listing, two roommates in London, Joseph Birch and Sotiris Carolambus, claim they started having a horrible experience when one of them retrieved an abandoned mirror that the landlord had put out on the lawn as trash. Deciding that all the mirror needed was some silver paint on the frame, they decided to claim it for themselves. And since it was so heavy, they leaned it up against their wall on top of their radiator. Soon after, they said weird things started to happen. And this is in their words exactly on the listing. We both experienced what I can only describe as sharp, stabbing pain, the sellers wrote. And when interviewed, they said that the excruciating pain would wake them both up in screams simultaneously. Wow. The mirror, yeah, the mirror is described as a beautiful, grand Victorian style mirror, which was set in a walnut frame. And so Tiris said he thinks the mirror didn't like being painted silver. Or maybe he theorized something awful happened in front of that mirror. But clearly they did not see the movie Oculus because instead of immediately throwing it back out on the lawn, they took the mirror to an antique dealer curious to find out its worth and was told it was worth about a hundred bucks. At first, the roommates thought it was just bad luck they were experiencing when the radiator stopped working Things constantly broke and went missing, like keys and phones. They were both drained of energy, but yet when they left the apartment, both of them reported feeling so much better. One time, Joseph said he went to investigate the bathroom after hearing a loud noise and found objects thrown about the floor and a tub of shaving foam floating in the toilet. He said he constantly felt uneasy, like someone was watching him when he was alone in the apartment. He said his doctor had to prescribe him meds for the first time in his life for his depression and anxiety. So they reported seeing flickering shadows in the mirror and quick glimpses of black darkness. One night, waking up at 3.30 a.m., Joseph said his butt and lower back was so sore <laughs> like it had been burned. Upon further investigation, though, Joseph also noticed... He was covered in deep red scratches going in all directions, and there was even blood on the mirror. Whoa. Mm hmm So the mirror's getting kind of frisky with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mirror's all hubba hubba. <laughs> awesome. You're so funny, Holly. <laughs> oh, Lord. He even posted pictures of his scratches on eBay uh, as proof, and... Holly, I was so excited. I thought I would see a picture of a scratchy marked up buttocks, but no. <laughs> These scratches were on his upper arm. I was so disappointed. Damn it. I know. <laughs> Foiled again. I know. Gosh darn it. And I was... <laughs> Anyhow, there was a lot of interest inquiring into the mirror. One of my favorites was a woman who wanted to gift it to her former ex. <laughs> Here you go, my love. <laughs> oh, honey, I, I got you this gorgeous mirror. I know we're not together anymore, but I just saw this mirror and it made me think of you. And I just want to show you as a peace offering. I hold no grudge. <laughs> I hold no grudge. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Eventually, they did sell it to a buyer who wished to be anonymous for 100 bucks. <laughs> so they didn't make much of a profit. But anyway. What, who do they... 
I know that he said it wants to be anonymous, but do you think it was like one of those people that runs like an occult museum or something like Absolutely. that? That's Absolutely. That's who would buy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Cool. So uh, there was another cool uh, haunted mirror story out of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, have you heard of the Farnsworth house being haunted? I don't think so. It's been kind of a, a famous house. It's been featured on the Travelers Channel show Kindred Spirits with Amy and Adam. Okay. Um, but, and so they've done investigations in this house, but they were called back to investigate because apparently there was an invisible entity uh, acting very scary in the basement of that same house, which, you know, has a long history of being haunted. But the owners were convinced it was coming from the mirror in the basement. So they had an investigator, Barry Strom, come in to determine the age of the mirror. The glass had been replaced, so he determined it was around probably the glass itself, 1950s or 60s. But the frame was estimated to be dating back to the early 1900s and was suspected of being a frame that actually um, held, because of its ornate decorations, a painting and then was later replaced with a mirror. Well, the mirror had come from an estate sale from the Collins family many years prior and was later connected with a possible relative of the Collins, Clarence Collins, who had a very shady history. He was caught trafficking women for prostitution across state lines Hmm. and was most known for his murder of a Gettysburg tour guide in the early 1900s. Oh, he's a very nice guy. Yeah. So in particular, this entity seemed to dislike women especially, um, and acted towards them in a very frightful, menacing way. Mm -hmm. So they also found out that Clarence Collins was a very skilled painter. And so the theory was that maybe he used one of these frames, uh, the frame that held the mirror for one of his paintings. Okay. And Amy and Adam did this thing called a psychomantium. And it's a process where you tilt the mirror so that it angles downward enough that you can't be reflected in it. And then you turn off all the lights and then you light candles so that nothing is visible except for the little candlelight in the mirror and everything is pitch black. Oh, that Um, sounds creepy. Yeah. And if you're brave (laughs) enough, you sit and stare into the mirror. And when they did this, they they saw a clear image of Clarence Collins. And it's a very scary episode. They talk about it. You can probably look it up on YouTube and, and, you know, relive it. But... They so they, they they claim they actually saw him in the mirror. Yeah, they they did, and so after that they um you know they said this mirror needed to go bye bye, but you know <laughs> you know even before mirrors existed, anything that was a smooth reflective surface had stories from ancient people relating to hauntings, magic, and portals to the spirit world. Mm -hmm. In ancient Greece, sick people would visit temples where they would look into a mirror. If a healthy-looking apparition stared back at them, they were expected to recover. But if the apparition was terrifying, their days were numbered. Mm. And uh, I, I, I'd like to think, you know, if they were looking into the mirror and saw that they looked in poor health, that would be the scary apparition, right? Yeah. And yes. if they were looking good, they'd see themselves as being more pleasant. Right. And so they'd get better. Right. Yeah, but yeah. some of the strange beliefs around mirrors were that mirrors had the ability to suck out the soul, and if someone yeah. was sick or dying, they would oftentimes remove the mirror because they thought the power would drain their energy. 
Right. And the ancient Chinese people believed that mirrors frightened away evil spirits who were scared by their own appearance. So if the mirror was broken, that protection was lost, which leads to the popular superstition that you probably have heard of. Breaking a mirror will bring seven years of bad luck. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, this belief actually originated with the Romans, who believed that every aspect of the body renewed itself every seven years, and that breaking a mirror would thus cause damage to the soul it was reflecting. I know that with mirrors, too, aren't they supposed to deflect energy? So, like, if you have a bunch of mirrors and they're all set up in a room and they can, the energy or light can bounce off one mirror to the next mirror to the next mirror, so they're almost like a trap for energy or light because it can get put into like a, you know, mirror box. That's why fun houses are so scary and you can't get out of them. Right. Yeah. Well, some say that mirrors uh, should never be placed in a bedroom because evil entities could spy on you while you're sleeping and even use the mirror as a portal to gain entry into your room. For well, this, I guess I'll be taking the mirrors out of my room tonight. <laughs> I saw you looking around. Were you looking at yeah, mirrors in your I'm room? Like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a mirror right over there. You better you take it down. What, Josh? Oh, I said, were you looking at the ceiling? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that mirror up there. <laughs> I haven't used it for a while, so I kind of forgot it was there. Anyway, so it's for this reason. It is also advised that you should always frequently change the location of the mirror so it doesn't stay in one spot for too long. And it is thought that the solid backing placed in the same position for a long period of time became portals to the spirit world. And stories say that when mirrors are made from natural elements like real wood, silver, or copper, the energy is said to be powerful but less sinister. Because of so many mirrors now being manufactured from plastics and glass, lower entities can more easily come through. And I find that interesting because I was told long ago that the true meaning of sorcery is combining two or more natural elements to create a new object or substance not found in nature. Some old religions considered this taboo because anything made in this way will in the end bring more harm to mankind than good. So if you think about plastic especially... You know, it's Mm -hmm. not able to decompose. There may be some shred of truth to this. And people have reported paranormal activity after using mirrors for divination and scrying, Mm -hmm. possibly because they didn't know what they were doing. And it is Mm -hmm. thought they accidentally created portals. I have a really cool portal story, like, you know, where the where people actually have told their story of the mirror turning into like a portal for them. Cool. And this one was submitted to true horror stories of Texas.com by a South Texas man. And he said, this story was told to me by one of my cousins during a cookout. So this story is relayed from his point of view. Okay. Um, I had a friend from Mexico that one day purchased an old Victorian sized wall mirror from an antique store and the seller told him a few warning signs before taking the mirror home. Isn't it strange, Holly, how all these mirrors seem to be Victorian style? I know. I know. I think that's really interesting. And it makes me think of the Fox sisters because that whole spiritualist movement happened in the Victorian age. I know because I looked it up. (laughs) (laughs) Look at you doing your homework. That's right. So he said this mirror must always remain covered up during the night. But once my friend got home with the mirror, he admired his reflection before covering it up. 
When dusk approached and his room started to get dark, he swore he heard someone knocking inside the covered mirror. That's so creepy. (laughs) Yeah. So like the saying goes, curiosity killed the cat and he uncovered the mirror. And what he states next is really kind of hard to believe. But he says his reflection was the one knocking through the other side of the mirror with a twisted smile. Okay, now I have chills. That's really creepy. Isn't oh, that awful? Yeah, that's, oh, that is horror movie creepy right there. That <laughs> totally. is. Totally. Oh, geez. So my friend got so scared he tried to run away but was paralyzed. So he says his reflection at that point tried to get out of the mirror as he struggled with it. And according to him, he never experienced something so evil like this particular reflection before. It's like his shadow self he was struggling with. Yuck. While struggling, he says the reflection tried to get him inside the mirror world, Uh -uh. but only succeeded halfway. No. So wait, did it pull his arm into the mirror? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yes. He was actually struggling with himself in the mirror. Oh, God. And he said that once he was inside the mirror, everything was inverted backwards. It was just like Stranger Things, like like reverted upside down or something and backwards. And he said he was so scared, he started to pray and got the strength to wrestle with his reflection and got out of the mirror and ran out of his bathroom. And he said he went running to my house, white as a sheet of paper, and told me what happened. Was this guy on drugs? (laughs) Yeah, he said that he and his friend chatted all night. And since they didn't have the guts to go back that night, the next morning they went over and absolutely destroyed the mirror by burning it. Good. They actually burned this mirror. And they said that nothing happened ever again after that. But that is one of the most terrifying mirror stories I've ever heard. That is really scary. I will not be buying a Victorian mirror anytime soon. No. And in fact, I'm going to go through my house and make sure I don't own any Victorian mirrors because I live with people who may have some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Good idea. Go. <laughs> They're going to be like, what happened to my mirror? I'm like, don't worry about it. It's fine. We took care of it. Any reflecting surface that acts like a mirror, including lakes, crystal balls, or the moonlight shining down, even on a sheet of metal, uh, was used. But a curious method now called black mirrors are becoming super popular these days and are being sold in stores and metaphysical expos. Oh, wow. You know what those are? Scary. I think they're mirrors painted black, right? Well, they're usually made from black obsidian stone. Okay. And black obsidian stone has this glassy shine to it. But I have seen some that are just made with slate and then painted black with like a glossy black paint. Uh, But I think the true black mirrors are made from black obsidian stone. Hmm. It sounds expensive. Yeah. They allow scryers to stare into the mirror without seeing their reflection. And that's why it's so popular. And a lot of people will try and use them to see uh, images of their future or contact spirits. But I came across an interesting story from a lady who donated one of these black mirrors to the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and the Occult. It was said that the lady's mother had been practicing scrying with a black mirror she had purchased, and her mother became increasingly distant. When the daughter could manage to get her mother on the phone, her conversations were short and full of gloom and doom. Eventually, she confided to her daughter that no matter how hard she tried, her scrying attempts were not working because she thought the mirror was defective. 
Finally, after visiting her mother's home and asking to see the mirror herself, her mother, visibly upset, opened a closet, pulled out the mirror wrapped in a black cloth and gave it to her. When Sarah asked why her mother kept the mirror covered and locked away, her mom started crying, saying it was purely evil. It was at this point she decided just to take the mirror and give it away. Now, the new owners of this mirror decided to bring it with them to their paranormal expos, and they would display the mirror as an item of interest for the public to view. Soon after, this particular mirror started to develop a reputation for being very haunted. People reported seeing their rotting corpse reflected back and reports of strange visions, warping faces, and a general sense of dread. One curious woman decided to press her palm to the surface of the black glass and wound up spending the next two hours obsessively wiping the mirror in an attempt to get the imprint to disappear. She, too, had claimed to see her own corpse in the reflection, along with other visions that she refused to repeat. And it wasn't until she threatened to smash the mirror that the palm print finally disappeared from the glass. Mm. so the mirror has vulnerabilities yes if you threaten the mirror the mirror will release you because mirrors don't want to be damaged no Mm -hmm. at another event a bunch of people reported the feeling of electricity coming from the mirror as they held onto it even complaining about sore arms afterwards one woman claims to have the feeling and taste of her mouth filling with blood You can follow this whole crazy story on Museum at WeirdHQ.com. And the owners of the mirror are theorizing that after being handled by a few hundred people, it's as if the dark mirror is acting as a kind of battery. There is some precedence for this kind of storage. Throughout history, a number of cultures believe that mirrors had the power to capture energy, even souls. Serbo-Croatian cultures would bury their dead with a mirror in order to trap the soul of the deceased, preventing it from wandering the earth for the rest of eternity. There were also stories that mirrors could capture evil entities and later could be released by breaking the mirror. But some science tends to complement the claim that mirrors can store energy. If you think of solar panels and all the research invested in in the use of mirrors to trap and contain sunlight, it could be plausible, right? Yeah, yes. Skeptics say, though, that one is experiencing the Caputo effect, a psychological effect that leads us to react to sensory deprivation with imagination. So when the effect was studied in a lab by placing subjects in front of a darkened mirror for several minutes... They began to think they saw the image of a different face in it. But really? When, yeah. But when in reality, they were just seeing their own reflection with added details created by their mind. But this doesn't explain regular mirrors and all the stories of seeing phantoms and strange things in regular mirrors. Yes. I mean, every horror movie has a mirror that the... A protagonist sees the ghost looking at them behind their shoulder. Like, it's pretty much a staple. It is. It's so scary. Yeah. So, but it's interesting, too, that if you're put into a room and you're supposed to stare at this black mirror, it's like, it's just like a a canvas that your brain has to reject anything onto. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of interesting that you're taking your thoughts 
and directing them at this black canvas in front of you that could anything could develop from. I think that's kind of interesting from a psychological it, perspective. It totally you know, is. Just, and you know, it, it just, um, yeah. I don't know if you had this when you were a kid, but I would lay in the dark. And if you just stared out in the darkness, your mind would start forming faces coming at you from the dust particles just that were in the air. I remember looking at posters on my bedroom wall and the um, the people in the pictures, like if it's, you know, I don't know, I had probably had Kirk Cameron on my wall. Like I could see- Rick Springfield <laughs> show, show for Josh. me. I see, I see him laughing. Rick Springfield. I think the I police. had Andre Agassi up there. I'm not, I don't even care Stings. about tennis. It's just so weird. But I remember I could stare at my posters on my wall and I could see the people moving in them. Ooh. Like I could see their eyes move and it's very slight, just very slight. But I think it was just because I stared at them for so long, it started to look that way. Yeah. You know? it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, I know what we're doing on Halloween, Holly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you do. Yes. Yeah, so legend has it. And uh, you haven't found your husband yet, but legend has it that if you stare into a mirror on Halloween night, and some versions say while eating an apple <laughs> or peeling mm -hmm. an apple, at the stroke of midnight yes. with a candle, you will envision your future spouse. What if he's someone I wouldn't want to marry? Like, what if I see him and I'm like, eh, what if that means like... If <laughs> I, I read a story about this lady who did it. And she said, uh, years later, she's like thinking back on that mirror. She's like, yeah, it definitely was true. My ex-husband, the one I married <laughs> for the future of that, of that vision was a total ass. Just like what the, <laughs> what the mirror showed me. Maybe, maybe doing that is more like a warning. Like here's who to avoid. If you see this guy, don't have any contact. Just go the other <laughs> direction because ultimately he's going to change the course of your life forever. <laughs> Maybe not the best way. What am I going to do, Carol? I don't know. But if you wake up with a sore butt and <laughs> scratches, <laughs> I told you so. I told you so, Holly. That's um, my regular Wednesday night. What <laughs> Josh, you're not going to put that in. <laughs> uh, La Isla de las Muñecas, or AKA Island of the Dolls. I'm sorry. Did you, were you speaking a foreign language right then? Yeah. Beautifully. The dolls themselves started to take on, fuck. They took it to a, they took the mirror to an antique. I'm going to say that again. So I'm going to let you tell your story. I'm just, I'm just opening my brain up and letting things come out of my mouth. I'd like to see a ghost without its sheet on. Whoa. Whoa. whoa there. Take a yeah. peek at a ghost under That's the sheets. Super dirty, Carol. I know. I'm super dirty. You're, you're really walking a line right now. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph said he felt his butt and lower back. Be <laughs> okay, I'm going to get through this shit. Carol, can you still see us? I can. Okay. Do you want to? <laughs> of course she does, Josh. That's right. What kind I knew of a it. question is that? I just wanted confirmation. <laughs> As the flames die down, do remain. 
Though all hitchhikers are ghosts, and all dolls are definitely haunted. Hey guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fireside Phantoms. If you have a spooky story you would like to share with us, send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode.